Welcome to Run Your Mouth. I'm your host, David Melly. This week's guest is Emily Durgan of Adidas Running. She is coming off a ninth place finish in the Olympic Trials 10K, and pretty much ever since then has torn it up on the roads, most recently finishing second in the Falmouth Road Race this past weekend. And she's training in Maine for the month before coming back down to Connecticut for the US 20K Championships. She's a great runner with an awesome perspective on the sport overall, and we had a lot of fun conversations on everything from why she prefers the road to the track to why she isn't running a marathon just yet, and even things like Bachelor in Paradise, self-care, and what she's binge-watching these days. So definitely enjoy the episode. Don't forget to rate, review, download, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, this was an awesome episode, and we got plenty more coming out in the weeks to come. But until next time, this has been Run Your Mouth. It's just you who does, does it. Yeah, it's just me. Okay. Yeah. Um, hate to disappoint. <laughs> no, that's even better. <laughs> yeah. Only the best, right? <laughs> well, welcome to Run Your Mouth, Long Run Talk for Long Talking Runners. I'm your host, David Melly. Uh, and this week we have a uh, someone I've wanted to have on for a long time, uh, and she's finally on. So Emily Durgan, welcome. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Great. Yes. So exciting to be here. And um, it was great to catch up at Falmouth because then we could really make this happen. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Catch up very briefly. You were, um, we can, uh, we're stealing a little bit of the Sidious Mag podcast uh, talking points, but you had, uh, you thought you were going to be done with drug testing and then they caught you right right as we ran into each other before your cool down. Oh, I know. Yep. Yep. And then they pulled me aside for that. So that always takes extra long on a humid day to get yourself to actually pee. So was there for a while. (laughs) Yeah. The Emily was like, Oh, they didn't select me. I don't know why it's so weird. And then right as she said that, the woman like walked up to her and was like, hi, I'm from USADA. Because <laughs> <laughs> no, I was like double checking, like, are you sure I don't have to? And everyone was like, nope, you're good to go. And then, yep, yep. But anyways, Without whatever. Fail. <laughs> yeah. Awesome hey, race though. Good thing. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Um, you as well. You're out there getting your uh, marathon legs turning over. So. <laughs> barely, barely. <laughs> so, um, I... I was happy that I get to, uh, to see you cross the finish line, but yeah, no, it was a good day. I I forgot how challenging that course was. I'm not sure what I was thinking. Um, but I went into it pretty confident just coming off of some good races and yeah, like a mile and a half in, I was like, okay, uh, this is going to be pretty hard. (laughs) Yeah. It gets at you right away with those, those early hills for, for anyone who hasn't run Falmouth, it's like the first half is pretty rolling and then it flattens out a little bit for a couple of miles before the, before the last mile. Um, Totally. But but yeah, it it gets you tired early on. Like it was, yeah, but I was overall very happy with it. And um, we had a decent day still, still humid, but better than it's been in, in the past years. So overall, overall, it was great to come away with a second place finish and first American. So I can't complain. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, um, you know, obviously Edna Kiplagat is a legend. <laughs> um, oh, so I know. it must be cool to, to throw down with her, um, 
one of the things I was actually going to ask, I feel like roads are weird because, um, you know, there's like a, the fields are bigger than, you know, like a track meet uh, or something right. like that. Do you ever, do you ever get a little imposter syndrome of, of lining up to next to someone like Edna and being like, wow, like this is who I'm throwing down with today. Oh yeah, for sure. But I've kind of over the past couple of years, just gotten so much more comfortable on the roads. So in a way, like it doesn't really scare me because honestly, like nobody's PRs really matter when you go to a road because anything can happen. Um, you know, so if the, these women that have 29 minute 10 Ks, like, yes, it looks scary on paper, but on the road, I feel like it kind of makes it a more fair playing field with the hills and the humidity. And yeah, heck we saw Molly do that just, uh, a few weeks ago here. Um, so her and I chat a lot about that and yeah, I kind of thrive in those difficult situations in the rolling hills. So no, I actually, I actually don't, if anything, I feel more about on the track where I'm like, okay. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I've just become to be more comfortable on, on the road. So racing against these best women, it's, it's obviously, yes, it's intimidating, but, uh, yeah, once you kind of realize that you belong, it makes it feel a a lot less scary for sure. Yeah. You're kind of like, queen of the roads now <laughs> like you're <laughs> like every time you get out there I feel like you're like crushing some like USATF road championship uh yeah. dude, what's the what's the secret like what uh, why why the roads for for you as as a place of strength I know I I don't exactly know I'm still trying to figure it out I mean I like that on the roads it's hard from the beginning um we don't really mess around like it's not like you don't really get to like shut the brain off and kind of chill and then you have to like wait for a move to be made like honestly like on the roads like the gun goes off and you're like all out (laughs) um (laughs) and I just kind of like that form of racing better because it truly is racing like you're not time trialing for a certain time and you really don't care especially um all these fun road racing series with like the 6k and the 10k and the 20k like nobody's trying to throw down like a crazy fast time it's just okay who can win this foot race and i just have so much fun with that so i think that's why i've just become so drawn to the roads because it truly is just yeah who's the best on the day (laughs) do you have a do you have a favorite road race that you've done so far Oh, well, unfortunately, Beach to Beacon hasn't didn't happen this year, but I have run Beach to Beacon. The first time I ran it, I was 10. So, <laughs> um, yeah, so it's really awesome. I've done it a handful of times and I can't wait to to go back next year. So but Beach to Beacon and Falmouth, it's a really fun. Um, those road racing fans out there, if you haven't done the double, it's a lot of fun because then you get to come to New England for a good two weeks and you run Beach to Beacon. And then typically like 10 days or so later will be Falmouth. Um, so it's a good excuse to stay on the coast for a little extra time. You get that home field advantage of beach to beacon. <laughs> that too. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Do you remember what you ran your first time? I looked it up cause I, yeah, I know. I do not remember. I looked it up back when I ran it in 20, the last time I ran, it was 2017. So I believe I looked it up before I went race that because it was like some special um I don't remember what year it was but now no I don't remember (laughs) were you so were you somebody that you know always you know middle school cross country like you've always been a runner or or was that a a late arrival I guess it probably wasn't late if you were doing beach to beacon at 10 years old but yeah 
Yeah. Well, that's, that's like when I was starting to get into it. So we had a summer track and field program, like in my town, like USATF mm-hmm. summer track, which was, I think it was like three nights a week we'd meet for practice. And then like on Saturdays, there'd be like a big track meet, um, with all like the neighboring towns. So that's how I got into it more like just with my friends were doing it. Um, so the high jump and, uh, discus and the short sprints, um, it was just, yeah, it was just fun. So that's kind of how I started and then got more competitive, obviously with middle school, you have like cross country and all that. So, um, I competed, I competed on like the national stage for the first time in, we went out to, um, Washington and that's where USATF junior Olympics were when I was in seventh grade so 2006 was like my first um ever national meet and I've gone back and looked at that result because it's pretty cool to go see some of the runners that um are still running yeah <laughs> who is there <laughs> um there's actually wild enough Amy Eloise um sure. yeah like, yeah yeah her name like popped up on I was like <laughs> oh my gosh it's probably I I believe she's from the west coast as well so um but yeah yeah she ran like the same race and we were probably both like in the seventh grade (laughs) she did a lot better than I did in that race but it was funny to to like see her name and a few other like girls that I raced against like in New York and all that so very funny but yeah it's been a long time small world um, for sure I was gonna ask um what was the like requisite you know you have to do a field event what was your what was your field event of choice back in the day Oh my gosh. I know. I don't get why they did that in, in middle school too. They made me. And I feel like yeah. just to mess, mess around. I did like the discus for some reason. I have no <laughs> idea. I do remember doing the discus. I was never good at long jump. Um, when I was younger, I was pretty good at high jump pretty. I mean, there's pictures of me like jumping over the bar, which is like the same level as the mat, which is kind <laughs> of funny. But then when I got to middle school, I don't know what happened, but I like just freaked myself out and couldn't, um, couldn't jump over the bar anymore. <laughs> I don't know. So that's why I switched to discus because they made us do at least one field event. <laughs> yeah, the, the rest is history. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, speaking of roads, I, I feel like I'm sure you're like tired of answering this question, but I, I, I have to ask, um, you know, you've been crushing it on the roads and all the like marathon fields are coming out for the fall. Mm-hmm. Is that, is that in the cards anytime soon or you, you stick into the shorter distances for now? Yeah, I know. It's been awesome seeing all of these marathon lists come out, especially because it's going to be a lot of debuts for, um, I know a lot of the Hanson Brooks ladies I've raced against them Mm. since, since college. So I was really excited to see their names on Chicago, but no, I am not racing a fall marathon. Um, honestly, I probably won't even race a spring 22 marathon. (laughs) Um, I am, yeah, just taking my time. I I recently switched sponsors. So with Adidas now and, um, switched coaches being coached by Terrence now. So a lot of change in the past few months. So we, this summer was kind of also about having fun and running these, all these road races, just kind of in a way I'm just riding my fitness that I worked so hard on this past winter and spring with, with the trials. So um, yeah, just having fun riding the fitness and then we're going to shut it down and, and look for forward to 2024, um, and running the Olympic marathon trials there. So we're going to work backwards from that. So I'm not quite sure where <laughs> that marathon will come in, but it might, we might push it back a little bit longer just so we can properly do it. Um, yeah. and not just do it to do it. <laughs> I have some 
some goals in, in the half and cross country this year that I, I kind of want to focus on first. Nice. How many, that's gotta be like the, you know, 12th time in the last two months you've answered that question probably. I know. I know. Well, I keep changing. It's like in like 2019, I'm like, okay, like spring of 2022, I definitely will. And now that it's like almost fall of 2021, I'm like, eh, <laughs> but no, it's definitely, it's definitely coming. I just want to make sure I have, have a good buildup and a good experience with it. And um, yeah, just still developing myself as an athlete. I'm, I'm so low mileage that I'm just trying me and my coach to make sure we do it smart and not rush into something yeah. that I'm not ready for. What's the, what's the longest run you've ever done? I did. Well, I ran a, ha- a few half marathons and then leading into the half marathon, I did do a few 20 mile runs. So yeah, my body can, can handle it. Um, it's just a matter of doing those long runs a bit more up tempo. We haven't done mm-hmm. the intensity with the volume, if that makes sense. So yeah, trying to figure that out. Mm-hmm. So is a, so is a move to San Diego imminent or are you, mm-hmm. you sticking around flag for now? <laughs> Yeah. So I'll still live in, in Flagstaff full time. And then I'll do a few, um, kind of like opposite of everyone else. I'll do sea level level, um, (laughs) trips. So yeah, instead of doing altitude trips, I'll do sea level trips in San Diego. Um, I think right now we're looking maybe at like two to three months, like a year spread across the year, um, just down in San Diego leading into bigger races for sure. Now, since you've trained in so many different places I've, you know, like you've been in boston you've been in maine connecticut flag what's your what's your favorite place to train like do you have, obviously they all have their their pros and cons but do you have a a favorite spot yeah well honestly arizona in general is great i i did a little sea level stint to phoenix this year mm-hmm. so i love doing all my base training up in in flagstaff so the mileage is great up there we have the awesome trails long runs, you're never alone. But then when it starts to get a little bit closer to like leading into the trials, like when I wanted to get on the track, I preferred being down in Phoenix. Um, just even though it was hot, just like the faster, shorter workouts, I really liked Phoenix. So yeah, Arizona as a state's great. Cause you can have the best yeah, of both worlds. A little bit of both. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you, were you able to celebrate the trials? I feel like you like, you were ready to that like 6k, right? Uh, is that right before or right after? And then... Oh yeah. Well, Peachtree was like five days after. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Did you do anything um, fun or have you just been grinding all summer? Been grinding. Um, no, no, it's been, it's been a lot of fun because pretty much every state that I've gone to, I've had like friends that have moved to. So I had um, a couple that lived in Atlanta. So I got to see some college friends there. And then I went out to Canton, Ohio. And weirdly enough, I had a friend that just moved out to Cincinnati so she came and saw me and yeah, it's been, it's been a lot of fun to honestly, like that's kind of now how I have my fun is, is traveling the country <laughs> and these races. And if there's anyone nearby, they're like, Hey, let's, let's go out for dinner and drinks after your race. So yeah, always get to celebrate with a, a glass of wine after, after the race. <laughs> what's the, what's the wine of choice? You red or white? Red. Yeah. Pinot Noir most of the time, but in the summer, the past couple of weeks, now that it's been hot. I've been having like a glass of like a sparkling rosé. It's been pretty nice in the hotter weather. Yeah. But typically a red. Well, I've been big. My recent thing is um, I've been big on the Lambrusco. I don't know if you like I've ever had that. Like, like, like Prosecco. So it's like Prosecco, but it's sparkling red wine. 
it's like oh. Italian. Yeah. So it's an Italian wine. It's really good. And it's like, if you like red wine, but it's summer, it's a good, it's like a good mix. It's, it's sometimes to hard to that. find, but it's really good. Okay. Yeah. I would like that. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Taking notes. <laughs> Pro tip. <laughs> From David. Are you a, yeah. Are you a coffee drinker? I am. Yep. In the morning, I always have hot coffee, not black. I always need like milk in it. So not, not a hardcore coffee drinker. Hot coffee in the summer. Hot, even hot coffee in the summer. Yeah. Uh, see, if, that's if my thing too. Yeah. 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 If, if we're, if I'm going to do like an afternoon coffee, I, I'll get like an iced latte or something, but um, I'm really not too much of a coffee snob. I don't really know all the I just like my drip coffee maker. Nothing crazy. <laughs> I'm the same way. I always joke that I'm an addict, not a snob when it comes to coffee. Yep. <laughs> like, there you go. I yep. need it, but I'm not picky about it, you know? <laughs> right, right. You're not like measuring it and doing the French press and yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so you're back in Maine now for, for a little bit? Yeah, yeah. So it worked out um, that Falmouth and the 20K were just about three weeks apart. And we have like a family friend wedding in that time. And um, get a little humidity training. So I'm just at my parents' house right near Sebago Lake. Um, so yeah, very convenient because we live across the street from St. Joe's College and they allow me to use all their facilities. So they have a really nice track and uh, cross country nice. trails. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so training in Maine in the summer is actually a really, really great location. Not so much in the winter, but this time of year is great. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Uh, I my family goes to Southern Maine uh, in the summer. Okay. And yeah, definitely. Humidity can be a can be a challenge at times, but it's usually a little yeah. better than Boston, honestly. Yeah, for sure. With with the kind of the breeze from the sea. Mm-hmm. Nice. And your your boyfriend's up there with you, right? Yep. Yep. Just for the week. He's actually out golfing with my dad today. So, nice. <laughs> um, yeah, we spent a night in Boston. He picked me up in Boston after the race. So we spent a night in Boston and saw some more college friends then. And, um, my whole family still lives in Southern Maine, just right over the bridge, um, in Kittery. So we stopped to see yeah. everyone on the way and yeah. And then he'll fly out on Saturday, but we're going to do some fun little things while he's here we went out in the boat yesterday and um spent some time in portland tomorrow and all of maine's little nice gems but yeah it's good he always tries to come out um like once a summer around this time nice yeah we one of the things we i feel like we all sometimes discuss on the on the pod is the the sort of like some people feel very strongly about dating runners versus non-runners mm. <laughs> and you know I don't I don't know if you have strong opinions obviously Preston's not or not a you know elite runner um but <laughs> no he's not at all um yeah I I I have never dated a, a runner I've, I'm a very strong non non-runner um he's he's learned to appreciate the sport and he understands it. And he came to the track this morning to time me. So, um, yeah, he's involved enough. Um, but that's true love right there. Yeah. yeah, He's involved enough, but he's definitely not running next to me for my, uh, 17 mile long runs. Um, but yeah, no, I think, I think it works because kind of both have our, our things going on and we can come together and appreciate each other, but it's not, obviously we're not, competitive with one another in the running world <laughs> does he get into like the professional like are you guys watching the olympics together and he knows all the names now and everything 
Oh yeah. Yeah. No. And it, it was so exciting. Like this year, I mean, this is probably the first year that I knew so many people at the Olympics. I mean, it's probably just because it's our age with, yeah. with all the new balance girls and yeah. And, and Molly and just like people that are really close to me. So uh, that was awesome for him to, to watch everything with, with him this year, except for not sure about you, but we felt like the coverage was not very good this year. I don't know. It was just difficult to like know when things were going. And anyways, um, yeah, we ended it, up it definitely was a mixed bag. I feel like it was nice yeah. in some sense of like, if you were like working nine to five, most of the events were like before or after work, but it was hard to yeah. figure out like you had to like rely on other people's like, you know, people were posting like spreadsheets to Twitter of like, right. this is when everything is and what network it's on and everything. But yeah. Yeah. Anyways, but no, it was, it was exciting. It was a lot of, a lot of fun to watch everything. And um, yeah, some really good performances at the end. So that made it even more special. <laughs> what's your, uh, what's your favorite event besides track and field to watch at the Olympics? Besides track and field, I love watching swimming. So I watched a lot of swimming. Um, that's probably my next favorite after track again, because it's, I mean, I know a lot of people enjoy gymnastics, but for me, it's so hard when there's somebody else who's judging who wins a competition. Like I just prefer <laughs> like who it gets to the finish first is the winner. Um, it just makes more sense to me. So that's why I like swimming and track. Like I'm that. biased. <laughs> <laughs> if you could be an Olympian in another sport that wasn't track, would it be swimming or would, or would you go for something, something more niche? Oh yeah. Probably something a little more niche. I'm not quite sure what though. That's a great question that like, um, well, they don't call it synchronized swimming anymore. It's like artistic swimming. Yes, yeah. <laughs> it's, I mean, I find it pretty impressive because they're like floating and holding themselves up while like, doing all these things it's pretty cool I had, I had yeah. never watched uh, like I, I don't know I'd never watched it before this year mm-hmm. and I didn't even really watch it this year but people would post like um on like Twitter they'd like post like videos videos like, yeah the core like the core strength the breath control like it's crazy oh for <laughs> sure yeah I was I'm definitely most impressed by by that I did end up one night like just for some reason like going on this big long like search on my phone about all the different like U.S. um <laughs> artistic swimmers and yeah <laughs> anyways I became a I fan. like that one yeah, yeah I like I like beach volleyball a lot I feel like mm-hmm. if I could if I had the I feel like you have to be like six five to do it and I'm like not <laughs> but oh, aside from that like yeah. beach volleyball is I, uh, one of my favorite ones to watch I feel like it's like a very like there's only two people on a side. It's easy to follow what's happening. The games like aren't too long. You know what I mean? It's like an easy to like digest sport. For sure. But again, like their stamina and strength is insane to me as well. If that's in this, like, think about it, being in the sand, like doing that. Oh my that, God, oh, it's yeah. crazy. And especially yeah. in Tokyo too. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, however hot it is, like 90 degrees and hundred percent humidity. You're like. Right. In the middle of the day too. Insane. But yeah. no, I, I agree. It is fun to watch. <laughs> Speaking of watching things, is there anything you're binge watching this summer? That's like a, a classic uh, <laughs> question. <laughs> question. Also on the podcast. <laughs> um, well, I was very excited because Bachelor in Paradise started on Monday. I'm not sure if you're a fan of like the Bachelor. I am. I'm, I'm not. 
Yeah. Um, I'm vaguely familiar. <laughs> I've watched some Love Island. I feel like that's the the closest I get. <laughs> yeah, Love Bachelor in Paradise is similar to like a Love Island, which is why I like it better sometimes. <laughs> I, I can't get hooked on every single Bachelor and Bachelorette if I don't like the person who it is. But with the Bachelor in Paradise, it's more kind of like that Love Island feel where there's a bunch of different connections. So um yeah that's like the show that I'm on right now (laughs) if you if if you were able to pick a uh track and field bachelor or bachelorette who would you who who do you think would make a good one (laughs) um that's probably oh I guess I can pick a bachelor too I'm like wow Preston listens to this gonna be like oh are you serious (laughs) (laughs) um I don't know that's a hard hard question now I have to think of um Oh, yeah. Well, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I think. Well, I I think uh, our friend Heather would be a great bachelorette. Um, oh, she would be yes. very good. Heather McLean. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. I know because I was I was also trying to think of people that weren't like in like serious relationships. Yeah. But I'm, like I didn't want to like offend anyone either. But yeah, no, Heather would be a lot of fun because she has a lot of personality too. Yeah. Um. So she. I like, feel like she'd also take- she wouldn't take shit from the contestants too. Exactly. So, like... Exactly. We'll and have then the- to sign her up <laughs> yeah the other person I was thinking of is uh, your former teammate Pat Casey I think would be uh, a good oh bachelor. my god see you're <laughs> you're good I don't know why I couldn't think of like people off the spot but yes he would also be a lot of fun to watch yeah we will see <laughs> are you listening yes. ABC <laughs> are you listening um yeah he's still he's still around flag for for a few more months so maybe we can do a little flag staff bachelor <laughs> If you, I guess, since since you uh, are probably not going on Bachelor or Bachelor in Paradise, if you had to be yeah. like a contestant on a reality show, which one did you pick? Which one would I pick? Hmm. Well, maybe for someone to come and like redo my whole house. I don't know if I'd do anything. That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> I forget what we watched it like during COVID, like whatever her name was, which she had that like or organize organizational show or something uh, Marie Kondo that one yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh I'll have her come in even though I'm pretty organized but if she could come and like do my closet that'd be awesome <laughs> she would step it up I, yeah I would want to be I don't know if you ever watched the Netflix show nailed it um it's like oh. a cooking show a baking show for people who are bad at baking it's like kind of a comedy oh. kind of a reality show um, yeah, and I always it's always that thing of like the people on the show are so bad that you're like I could do better than them <laughs> teaching um, you how to cook yeah <laughs> yeah but I think they I think they deliberately pick people who are bad so I feel like maybe they wouldn't let me on the show so that right because be, you you know too much yeah, yeah I'd be a little too confident that it wouldn't be entertaining but it would be fun to win you know <laughs> oh for sure I know I'm like a very not traditional runner I I don't enjoy like sitting and like watching tv all day i'm very much yeah like super ocd so i'm just like going i gotta be on the go uh every once in a while i can like shut it down and like sit on the couch for an hour or so but yeah very untraditional i i like to be out and about so whenever people yeah whenever people ask me like the show question i always have a hard time because i'm not a huge huge tv person What's the, what's the side hustle? What's like the average, you know, week, weekday and Flagstaff look like for you? 
I know everyone asks me that they're like what do you do all day I'm like I am very <laughs> I am very busy I have a lot of appointments now um but I, in in that aspect of of being a professional runner I find myself like so busy with like chiropractor massage or um you know lifting and you're going from a run when I was living in Boston it was a different life because I was still nannying and doing all that so that's more why I was so busy but now that it's like a hundred percent running I still find myself just like doing things all day um I did I did spend a little bit of time and I'm sure when she comes back for for school I'll train her a little bit but um a college student reached out to me to do like one-on-one -on -one training so I got a little into that um but I'd love to take on more people but I'm like I just don't have time for that mm -hmm. so I have I have my one girl that I train a couple times a week so that's that's fun gets me out of the house do you um do you feel like the challenge is sometimes is to like make, force yourself to rest or it's like you you recharge your batteries by staying busy yeah, for sure. I mean, since moving to Flagstaff, it's a little bit easier to kind of not like if you don't have to say no as much because there's not as many people around. Like I found myself when I was living in like a big city, I had so many friends that wanted to do dinner and happy hours. And it was really hard to say no, which is nice being in Flagstaff because everyone's kind of doing the same thing. So yeah, we'll, we'll do dinners every once in a while, but it's, everyone's all runners. So they know if we're going to dinner, it's going, we're going to go at like six o'clock and be home by like eight, you know? So, um, it's a nice, it's a nice balance. And, um, I do find myself like recharging doing those things. So, um, I enjoy it. If, if I go too long with just doing nothing, I start to go a little crazy. <laughs> I'm, I'm the same way. I, I know yeah. that feeling all too well. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, if you did, uh, if you could, like, you can't be a professional runner, but you can have mm -hmm. any other job that you want in the world. What would you pick for your, your dreams? Second career, my dream second career. Well, hopefully it happens, um, <laughs> here when I'm, when I move on from this career. Uh, yeah, but I, I want to own my own gym and do one-on-one -on -one training. I mean, as big as like potentially having like classes and more employees and all that. But even if I just start, um, one-on-one, -on -one, I think that would be, be really cool and, and, and grow it to be something pretty big, uh, dream of like something like downtown Scottsdale, like the premier, uh, mm. fitness place to join. So we'll see, there might be a new studio in town. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Yeah. That's very yeah. like, uh, it's funny. Cause like some people like, you know, you can kind of think about it both ways. It's nice to have like, be like, Oh, this is what I'm actually planning to do. Whereas like, when yeah. I think about that, I'm always like, I just want to open a bakery on Cape Cod and like, uh, you know, it's like hey, a little a bit of both. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no. Yeah. That's awesome. Like, do you feel like, um, you know, w whether it's coaching or, or like personal training or, or something, it's like um, you, you want to work with people and, and, so, and sort of pass on your knowledge is, is kind of the, the kind of the hope long-term. Yeah, exactly. More just kind of like overall, nothing to do with competitive running or even at like the college level. I, I don't really think I want to dive too much into that, but more just like healthy lifestyle living for, for everyone is a bigger range. I don't want to just focus on like a small um, group of people that are trying to, to run marathons or half marathons or all that. I just want people that want to look good and feel good about themselves and do something that can help them feel better about them themselves by you know fitness and in health and nutrition cool what's uh what's the um 
I'm terrible at self-care. So I'm always asking other people this, what's your like (laughs) go-to self-care tip? Like what's your treat yourself? Yeah, I, oh, I, I do quite a bit, but again, <laughs> that's that, good. That, yeah, that might because I'm a professional runner and it kind of helps me with my running too, but I do get um, weekly massage and um, the massage therapist that I work with, it's much, he, he does do sports and focus on that, but he also is more of like a full body relaxing. So I actually never go in and say, oh, I want you to like spend all the time on like my IT band or like, you know, like I have like my arms, my shoulders. Like I find that if I can keep my entire body relaxed, it ends up helping something that might be a little extra sore. Um, so I'm actually, again, I'm not a medical profession, but I'm not a fan. People are not tuning in to run your mouth for medical. So don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not a medical expert, but I'm not a fan of just like drilling on like your sore, like calf for like an hour. Mm -hmm. I find that, you know, if you can loosen up your whole body and kind of just like completely relax and have a more like relaxing massage, it helps, it helps a bit more. Um, so that's something I do. And yeah, I've been trying to, to do a little bit more with um, the skincare in the past few years, living in Arizona. So done a few. What's, uh, the, what's the routine? I, I've only just recently started doing anything. Like I oh, now put yeah. like cream on Sun my cream, face and cream. that was a big yeah. step for me. <laughs> right. Oh, it's, it's huge. Yeah. Especially in Arizona, the face oils are, you know, the omega three face oils are very important. And then an SPF with at least, um, 30, like a, just like a daily moisturizer. Cause I don't really like the feeling of sunscreen on my face, but if you can find like a good lotion that has a sunscreen in it, that's very good. And then, yeah, that's, that's something that, uh, our friend Dana Giordano is always on my case about that. I'm mm-hmm. terrible about, which is I do not put on sunscreen before runs and I know it's bad, but like, I always yeah. forget. <laughs> that's the thing. Got to start I'll now. Start. Get into that yeah. age. <laughs> oh God. I know. <laughs> It's a good self-care routine. Do your skincare before bed. There skincare, you go. The yeah, morning. that's a good one. <laughs> um, awesome. Well, we wrap up every episode with mm-hmm. uh, the same three questions we ask of every guest. Um, the first one is uh, your internet crush. Um, it doesn't have to be like a crush. Like it could be like, you know, a swimming Olympics. You're like Caleb Dressel is really hot. But like you can also, it's, it can also just be like, oh, I saw this really funny trend on TikTok or something. Um, what are, what are, what is making you, uh, laugh or, or catching your eye on the internet these days? What is making me laugh or catch my eye on the internet these days? Well, I do spend a little bit of time on TikTok. Um, but I find that whatever's on my homepage is like, ends up being really weird, but so satisfying people like, <laughs> or <laughs> again, this is probably, no, that's, to be that's, my t- that's like TikTok in a nutshell is weird. Yeah. It's just like, you know, where they're like, I, I don't know why I watched the whole thing, but someone like restocking their house for the whole week, like having like kids and they like put all like the granola bars and all like they're putting like in the bathroom cotton swabs and all that. Not sure. It's not really funny, but it is soothing to watch that. <laughs> um, yeah, and I and I mean I'm guilty. I have a few influencers on Instagram that I like to follow. I have my, you know, California couples that travel the world and go to all these awesome places. So yeah, that it's very nice. But I'm also have found over the past few years with with social media, especially Instagram. Um, I feel like when I was like in high school and a little bit younger, like I was thought like, oh, everyone on that post pictures are also perfect. And one thing that I have noticed on Instagram, there's a lot more, um, especially like 
girls my age posting more, you know, imperfections, whether that's your skin or your hair or your body not looking perfect. And I think that that's super inspiring to to see because something that maybe I would have struggled when I was in high school that now high schoolers can see this. And I'm glad that influences are influencers are starting to be more real on the internet. Um, and I know social media gets a bad reputation a lot of the time, but that it's been awesome to kind of see this switch over the past couple of years. No. And it's, I mean, especially, I mean, this is like very, you know, real, but it's like mm-hmm. with this Olympics too, I think there's, we've really kind of, I think come to a crossroads about like being open about like mental health and well-being, and, mm-hmm. um, you know, athletes and celebrities and being more kind of upfront about like, Hey, like, you know, it's okay to, you know, be, you know, make personal and professional decisions based on like, what is good for your mental health? <laughs> and, no, and I for think sure. that goes hand in hand too. Yeah. Um, yeah. TikTok is the word I didn't realize. So TikTok, they like the default filter is like this, like a beauty filter where it's like, you have oh. to like actively turn it off. And I'm like, this is, this is just fucking with people's brains. <laughs> like, yeah. You know. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't know. TikTok's another one, but I do think Instagram has used a lot for good. And I think like you're saying, athletes and celebrities have started to use Instagram as their platform to share more about um, their personal life and their struggles and kind of saying like, Hey, not every day I'm happy. And I'm going to put that out on Instagram. So I do that. That makes me happy seeing stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, and especially TikTok, uh, TikTok too, like one of the things, I mean, the flip side of it is like, it brings in these, you know, the algorithm is like so specific to you <laughs> where it's right. like, it does bring in good, um, I think like voices that, you know, like, especially like I always sort of think of like young queer kids. It's like, there's so many like interesting queer creators on TikTok and it's like having that window into like, you know, kids that maybe don't, aren't exposed to that growing up. It's like, well, now I see like a ton of people that like look like me and sound like me and, you know, are, are living their lives out there you know it's like a, you know it's a double-edged sword with, with anything yeah, in life you know for sure but like like I was saying like probably when you were younger like we we weren't exposed to all this stuff and in a way I think I think it's it can be a, a positive if, if it's just used correctly yeah and especially I mean you know specifically for for you know women runners I think like there's been a, a real sort of movement towards like hey you can look a lot of different ways and exactly. be successful in a lot of different ways as a as a runner and athlete and mm-hmm. that obviously is is moving the ball forward uh, for everybody I love it it's that so that makes me happy I love yeah. that yeah very serious answer to our silly question but, I, but it's good yeah. <laughs> um yeah the next one not so serious but uh what's okay. your go-to karaoke song someone hands you the mic Oh, whether that's it's so fifth easy. ave or something else it's your time to shine what are you saying um it's always skater boy nice <laughs> yep <laughs> that's a good one that's a classic bust out in it oh yeah forever so <laughs> that that that's um uh, a good karaoke rule of thumb that i always say is like a song that you can get other people to sing along to in oh, case yeah. maybe you're like i want my voice to be drowned out so <laughs> That's, right. uh, that's definitely what like you can get the crowd one. going. Yeah, it's very simple words. Everyone, I feel like most people can yeah, catch exactly. on to that. <laughs> um, and last but not least, your death row meal. You're going to the chair. You got to eat anything you want for your last meal. What are you eating? 
Um, I'm a big Asian fusion fan. So anything like that, Pad Thai, sushi, any Asian cuisine. So nice. yeah, I probably would have done well in the Olympic Village. It looks like they had some good yeah. sushi and <laughs> fried rice and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I went all- to... I went to Japan a couple of years ago for a race and um, the, it, it is one of those things where like the food's really good, but after like 10 days, you're like, I want a cheeseburger really bad. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. I know. I know. We're big like rice people though. So we yeah. eat like rice with every single meal, like rice, veggies, and like a protein. I, I would probably get sick of always having fish, but that's like very much how, how we eat. So uh, yeah, I well, you'd be right at home for right. sure. I'd be all right. <laughs> nice. Well, 20, well, I guess 2024 is in Paris, so you got to, you know, get used to, uh, they have fish there too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for, for coming on. This is super fun. Um, excited to see you in a couple weeks in, in New Haven. Um, yes, yes. You're racing that again. That'll be your last big one before the marathon. Yeah, before Chicago. Yep. So yep. um I'll see you there. You won't get too right. too uh tired of seeing me uh, on the starting line. But, um, yeah, I, I haven't I haven't run this one, so I'm excited for it. Me either. Yeah. So yeah. we'll Fine. see how it goes. Um yeah, good luck with training and, and enjoy the the family time. Um and thanks again for coming on. Thanks so much for having me. Have a great uh time in Maine this weekend. <laughs> I will.